for many families, their local hospital doesn't have the facilities or capabilities to care for micropremies or sick newborns, so babies can be transferred to larger metropolitan hospitals, resulting in parents having to relocate to a different city. Sometimes it can only be a short hour or so drive away. Other times, it can be much, much longer. G'day and welcome to the Dads of the NICU podcast. My name is Matt Bilkowski and I'm a proud father of a premature baby born at 25 weeks at the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital. Our daughter was 766 grams or 1 pound 11 ounces at birth. Our superstar girl spent 84 days in the NICU and 14 days in special care before being discharged home on oxygen. I started this podcast as I wanted to share my experiences with other dads, the aim of which is to allow them to hear what other dads went through and to find a connection to our stories so that they know that they are not alone and what they're feeling and going through is normal. I hope it helps you on your journey. G'day dads and welcome to this week's podcast. Today we'll discuss the difficult task of NICU life when you're not in your normal hometown. Today I'm joined by Scott Merrick. Scott and I met while our wives were admitted to the maternity ward at the same hospital at the beginning of our journeys. Our daughters were born actually a couple of days apart, leading to us both being in the NICU at the same time. So Scott and I were able to bond quite a fair bit throughout our NICU journeys. Today, Scotty and I will be chatting by video link due to the recent COVID-19 pandemic. G'day, Scotty. Well, thanks again for joining me today. Um, to share your insights into living away from home, can you give me a quick snapshot of what it actually meant for you and your family to not be in your normal home during your NICU journey? Yeah, I think um, I think initially uh, it was it was really daunting. Uh, just being, I mean, we're from Bundaberg, uh, four hours away from Brisbane, and we've got two dogs. Fortunately, we we don't have any other uh, any other children. Um, but when we were in an instant um, sent down to Brisbane, uh, when my wife um, was obviously sent to hospital in pretty much in labour, she uh, we we had nothing else. We literally asked my wife's boss to feed the dogs for the next. For basically, it ended up being about three weeks. Um, and yeah, every day I was worried about them, worried about the house. It's all unnecessary stuff just because purely you can't control it. Um, I think though what we actually ended up finding a friend of a friend to look after our house and dogs for us, which was an absolute godsend. Um, but after a while, it became normal. You 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 get in a bubble. You're you're just not. You get in the same bubble you were back at home, but obviously in the situation you're in now. And I don't know if that's the same with everyone or it's not. But uh, you know, I joined a gym. I caught up with people I'd met every now and then to try and normalise things um, because, believe me, it is hard. If you just start stressing about home and, and, and what you're not doing, you'll forget about what you're doing currently. So you talk about normal life and trying to feel safe and secure again. For those first few days or weeks prior to you creating that that bubble that you talk about, how hard was it for you and what what did you have to do for yourself to try and feel comfortable and, and feel normal and safe again? I think it was just working out what my issues were with not being home. Um, so besides there was obviously 
complete drama going on in the background with my wife and uh, and my child-to-be. Um, the fact I sort of set myself down and said, okay, what are the issues? Well, my dogs don't have owners there to look after them. Okay, so if I can sort that out, then that's obviously all good. And, well, the rent's going to get paid because we still get paid from our work. And so I think once I could sort out the actual problems that I had with being away from home, um, although it was still not easy, it became easier. And especially for the first few days while your wife was admitted to hospital on the ward in the maternity ward, you were staying at the Ronald McDonald house next to the hospital. So every night you were going back to this place by yourself, nowhere near friends or family, separated from your wife. How, how did that affect you, if it did at all? How did it make you feel being so far removed from normality? Yeah, I think I, me personally, I don't mind a little bit of me time, uh, although the situation definitely wasn't demanding that. Um, I think the first thing about being at Ronald McDonald House, and by the way, Ronald McDonald House are absolutely amazing. Uh, I stayed at two in Hurston and in South Brisbane just due to the change in hospital, but I cannot, those services are absolutely amazing. I, I cannot speak more highly of them. Um, but I think you think that those places, it's always offer for, for for sick kids and their families. And for so long, I kind of told myself, I was like, well, hang on, I've got, I'm not, I'm, I haven't got a sick kid. This is this is not right. And But no, that, that, those places are set up exactly for dads and families and mums in those situations. And although we didn't have a sick kid then, not too long, and we did definitely have a sick kid. Um, and I guess they did become normal. So how long roughly were you away from home in total? Yeah, my wife has been away for almost five months. Um, I had the, I don't know if you call it a privilege to come back for a week, did a bit of a work handover, saw my dogs, which was great, uh, and sort of gave myself a bit of reality that home was fine. Um, so yeah, pretty much both almost been away for, for five months. And what has it meant for you and your family to have the ability to stay at Ronald McDonald House? So you didn't have to find accommodation. You didn't have to worry about paying your mortgage and paying for a hotel or renting somewhere else. What's the actual benefit of, of the Ronald McDonald House for a family in your situation? It just provides stuff you don't think about. It just, you don't think, when you think about like giving birth or having a child, you don't think about where am I going to stay? You know, where am I going to go home to? Is there going to be any food there? Because I have no idea where I am. I underestimate a lot of the uh, services that are available, but you never realise were available. Um, being able to be across the road from the hospital uh, when we are so far away from home in a life we never envisioned we would have from a daughter who was extremely sick. Words cannot describe how grateful we are for these services and, and all the services. But, I mean, it just... Yeah, it's it's not living in a hotel. It's it's just great, and it normalises such a terrible situation. Tell me about the people and the staff at on the McDonald House that you encountered along the way. How did they help you and your wife on your NICU journey? Yeah, I think well, like a lot of the other services in the hospital system as well, um, you could get the help you were after um, if if you asked. Uh, a lot of the time, we kind of didn't use a lot of the services I guess that probably were on offer. Um, so I think from the, from the point of view of there's probably other people that deserve a better approach, um, which I don't think a lot of the time is a good approach. Uh, if those services are available, like psychology or counselling or all those things, take them. Take them. It, it, you don't know how badly you need them until you get them. 
So if you didn't have the ability for yourself and your wife to stay at a Ronald McDonald house, how do you think that would have affected you having to fend for yourself and live so far away from home for five months? We wouldn't be able to. We just couldn't have done it. I mean, we would have been up here and I would have been up in Bundaberg, four hours away from my wife, trying to work out whatever she was talking about, about this NICU life that I have no idea about. Um, we all know how crazy the NICU life can be and then to not be there and try to understand what's going on. Yeah, it would, it would just, it just wouldn't be, it would, it's not feasible. Scotty, reflecting back on your living away from home journey, what advice would you have for dads that are just setting up their life somewhere else? You know, they've, they've left their home where they've got their own bed, they've got their own food, their own TV. Now they're completely removed in this new world, completely isolated as a feeling. What, what would you say to the new dads in that situation? Some of the best advice um, I got, and I guess just happened to sort of do along the way was try and normalize it. It's, if you are going to be there for the long haul, um, you know, if you've got a, a really premature baby and you know that um, if that baby's going to be a fighter, you're going to be there for a while. Try and normalize. I joined a gym maybe about a month too late, but I did join a gym eventually. Um, and that I could burn off some, so I could burn off some steam uh, when I wanted to. I went for a run every now and then. Uh, believe me, like you, I was not as I should have been. I should have done it a lot more. Uh, I should not have drank as much as I did. Try not to do that as well. Um, uh, all these things are easier said than done. Um, but try and normalize it, go do the shopping, you know, do all those things you would probably normally do at home, but do in this new environment you're at, um, because you're going to be there for a while. And if you keep acting like you shouldn't be there, then it's not going to make it any easier. Scotty living in the Ronald McDonald house for so long, did you set up a community for yourself where you could take a few dads out or take a few parents out and just try and socialise and feel normal in the situation that you found yourself in. Go out for a pub meal, go out for a couple of drinks somewhere else. How, how did you set up your community within the family of the Ronald McDonald House? I didn't necessarily do it a lot with the Ronald McDonald House um, community because obviously there's a lot of comings and goings. Um, premature babies don't make up a decent number of, um, of that at, at, at the Ronald McDonald House that I was. But I think just during the whole NICU experience, you meet a lot of people, you talk to people in the parent room and once you realise obviously they're at that point where they do want to talk and they can talk, then um, yeah, it is good just to sort of go out, have a coffee, have a beer, have a chat because you're all going through the same thing. No one else really gets what you're going through and to just to sort of normalise something with someone that is going through, I guess, a similar-ish experience, um, it definitely does help. Mate, thank you so much for joining us today and hopefully we can give some dads some great insights out there. Thank you very much for having me. Well, that's it for today, guys, and I hope you got something out of that episode. As always, please seek professional advice and help if you feel that you need it. I'm certainly not the answer. I'm just a means of helping out a little bit on your journey. If you like these episodes, please subscribe to Dads of the NICU to get all of the new episodes as soon as they're launched. And if you're keen for more content or looking for more resources, please follow our Instagram and Facebook accounts, both called Dads of the NICU. And if you have any questions or you'd like to share your insights or stories, please feel free to contact us by email on dadsofthenicu at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and don't forget to wash your hands.